I'm Aaron, and I'm your Doom Master tonight for our continuing Hyborian Tales using Modiphius's 2D20 um, uh, Conan rules. What we're going to do tonight is I'm going to give you a brief recap of what happened uh, two weeks ago, in case you haven't seen it. If you haven't seen it, I strongly recommend you go back to YouTube and, and check it out, because this is only going to give you the very brief overview of all of the insane things that the party did two weeks ago. Uh, then afterwards, I'll let the players introduce themselves and their characters and what they're thinking about in that moment. Um, we will be starting immediately uh, following the events of two weeks ago. So uh, the momentum and the doom are not resetting because this is literally starting from that very moment. However, all the players' fortune points have reset because I am not that evil of a Doom Master. So for a quick recap, two weeks ago, the party awakened from restful sleep by the arrival of the promised scholar, a very fat man, apparently drunk in heavily layered robes with ropes of prayer bleeds, beads around his neck. And he was making breakfast and singing songs to himself. When the party came downstairs, he tells them that of all the risks of the Swamp of the Dead and of the Pagoda of the Death of Midnight Shining. He does this after casting a spell that allows him to speak with everyone. He also tells Zamir of how to rid himself of the Fang of Set by traveling to see the Crone of Crows, known as the Morrigan, and Wusher Jiang, the Blackheart. The scholar also gave everyone enchanted jade necklaces that will protect the party from the draining effects of the swamp for two nights and a following dawn. In addition, he handed over a scroll to Sobek that he said would allow him to counter the ritual that was pulling the merchant's daughter into the ninth court of hell. He let the party know that there were two ways to relatively safely traverse the Swamp of the Dead. One was to summon Hebai Wuchong, a pair of spirits or specters or devils, um, and their bone skiff, and that as long as they were willing to pay the obligations to him, they would guide the party wherever they needed to go. In addition, he pulled out of his robes a pale white cricket with multiple red eyes. And you can check out uh, to the right there is a piece of art done by one of our of our fans, uh, Three-Eyed Cat, and uh, it is simply amazing. Now, the pale cricket has the ability, when it chirps, to call down the moon path. And this moon path will guide the party wherever it is that they wish to go. However, the moon path does not protect them against the dangers of the Swamp of the Dead. It simply is a pathway that will get them to where they need to be. The party took two days. They traveled to the swamp and went to the pier of Hebai Wuchang and called up the bone skiff and the ferryman and requested that they take them to see the Morrigan and Wushur Jiang, the Blackheart. When they arrived at the hut, they were greeted, um, and they went into a parlay with these two individuals, who were more than happy to treat with them. Uh, the Blackheart uh, explained to Zamir how he could free him of the Fang of Set and actually made a trade with him, giving him 
the black feathered war fan in exchange for the dagger, which he plunged through the black heart's chest as the demon screamed uh, for forgiveness and a second chance. He then turned uh, to Zamir and offered to free him of the bloodied ghosts who were going to consume his life force in less than a day within the Swamp of the Dead. And he did pull the bloody ghosts away from him and devour their sins. However, it did cost uh, it did cost Sobek one point of permanent vigor. In addition, they made a trade with the Crone of Crows for information. She told them of the location of the pagoda, how to approach the pagoda. She confirmed what the scholar said about distracting Death of Midnight Shining, perhaps by challenging him directly. All of this uh, she offered in exchange for a promise. And she handed over two peace-bonded uh, blades forged in the Swamp of the Dead by Wu Jiang to be taken to the border of the of her of Harkania up into the highest mountains uh, and presented to Miyamoto Sama a Dai Tingu Kinzai uh, at that and they were to never draw the blades until they were presented to this Kinzai and they had until the end of the season or approximately two months to do so then as the party was getting ready to leave uh Wusher Jiang the black heart gave Aurelia a fell black arrow that he said would strike true and kill its target, shattering as it does so. When she held the, the arrow in her hand, it beat like a heart and seemed to be connected to the black heart himself. The party then continued uh, along the on the bone skiff to the pagoda. However, when they reached there, Heibai and Wu Chong asked if they wished to continue their obligation, and they would wait. And the party decided to dismiss Heibai Wu Chong, only owing him four obligations in total, or that is mechanically four obligation dice when they do their next uh, carousing event. So left with the cricket as a way out, and a vial of clotted vampire blood as a way to potentially sneak into the pagoda. Uh, Zamir and uh, Zamir led Sobek up into the temple's rafters, using the clotted blood to avoid the notice of Death of Midnight Shining in his court, where they began the ritual to free the merchant's daughter. Aurelia, Aurelia and Roya stayed outside of the pagoda and lit a fire to burn the pagoda down as a further distraction as Sir Jusus Jolden went in and challenged the Death of Midnight Shining to an honor duel to the death. They fought back and forth, moment by moment, each striking great blows. Sir Drusus Jolden was set on fire by the devil, demon-bound Kasuragama that was wielded by the death of Midnight Shining, but refused to take a moment to even pat the flames out as he continued his battle. Roya let fire to the pagoda, and it began to burn, and, and as the Death of Midnight Shining grew weaker, and as the pagoda burned, it started to slip into hell. At that point, the court of the Death of Midnight Shining, the Penangalan, began to detach from their bodies, at which point Aurelia, Roya, and Zamir struck like lightning, killing all but one who fled back into hell. 
The battle was raging. The pagoda was slipping back into hell. Zamir and Sobek were racing back across the rafters with the now freed merchant princess in their arms as Aurelia strung the black arrow and shot it, striking Death of Midnight Shining, pulling his soul from his body as it crumbled to ash. And you could see him being sucked back along that line, you assume, into the Mall of the Blackheart. The pagoda at that point disappeared back into the Ninth Court of Hell. Zamir and Sobek and the Merchant Princess fell to the ground but took no injuries as Sir Drusus Jolden's fire was finally put out and he lays panting upon the ground. And that is the exact moment that we find ourselves in. So, Aurelia, introduce yourself and tell us what you're thinking in this very moment. So I'm playing Aurelia. She's our Bassonian hunter. And in the last episode, we learned that she, as a Bassonian, has ties to the Morrigan. Um, and that even if we happen to die here, her soul wouldn't be taken by um, the two on the boat. It would be taken by the Morrigan. And um, so she's actually feeling kind of proud that she was able to assist her with this in, in ridding this pagoda with this demon in it from the Morgan's uh, swamp, dusty marshes kind of thing. Uh, and she's also, this was like her first combat in a long time because I don't think I've done any combat in the game uh, except for this. <laughs> so she's actually very proud of how well things went. Um, and just overall, that's she's she's she knows we need to leave, so she's ready to go. But she's got that brief moment of like, wow, okay, nice. we might live yet. <laughs> it's possible. Steven, why don't you tell us about Sobek and what he's thinking? Greetings, mortals. I am Sobek Keeper, priest of Set the Old Serpent. I see what others cannot, and I command forces that would shatter the minds of lesser beings. I am stressed as anyone would be however if i've learned anything i know that sometimes you just have to wait for the correct moment and it may take quite a bit of trial and torture to reach that moment but if you seize it you will prevail excellent and jeff tell us about zamir zamir azad uh, black hand assassin of zamara he is not one who much cares to work with people. And he has been through fate, chance, destiny. He has been thrust into a group with uh, these others. And there have been times when they have not performed up to his standards. He thinks back to that moment in Zamora when, when, where, when they were in the high priestess at an chambers and in the rooftop and Sobek was was somewhere nowhere to be found and uh, there was I think as the pagoda was falling in the hell and he was constantly waiting for Sobek to come through there was a part of him that uh, was frustrated that he could not do it himself that, uh, that, that he has, has to rely on another to to take care of this and he wanted to so badly just reach out and grab the the young girl and, and escape but Sobek came through actually and so for the first time in quite some time since uh, since his uh, the betrayal uh, of his cousin, 
As Hamir looks around at the at Sobek, being able to complete the ritual, Drusus so powerfully standing in front of Death at Midnight Shining, Aurelia pinpoint accuracy with her arrow, Roya not hitting me with an with a dagger this time and, and, and setting fire to the pagoda itself. He is for the first time started to realize there is um there is something good about working with others. That perhaps this is a better way to survive so that he might see Grandmother always once more. Excellent. And as everybody is obviously aware, uh long uh Sir Drusus Jolden is not with us tonight. So we will see. Does that mean that he has the plot armor that Aurelia got? Or is he going to suffer horribly like Sobek did? We'll find out. Um, but, Melissa, tell us about Roya. Uh, yeah, so Roya uh, is from Quran. Uh, she is our druid of sorts, uh, generally healer type. Um, which she was thinking about sort of kind of watching that pagoda kind of being pulled under and pulled down. Uh, it reminded her, um, you know, back when she was kind of in her, her village um, and when she was younger with the, the shaman uh, regime at the time. Um, and they used to kind of do this kind of swim in the Zaporoska and kind of everyone go out and there's sort of kind of a ritual to this kind of swimming. Um, and there was one particular time when they were uh, beset by some um, crocodiles and kind of, kind of that image of sort of something kind of going under the surface. That's kind of what she is kind of taken back to in that moment. And we find ourselves in the middle of the Swamp of the Dead. One full day of travel. The sun has already set. They're deep into the first night. They have about 32 hours left to exit the swamp before the jade necklaces fail and Hei Wu Chong claims all their souls save Aurelia's. They're tired, they fought hard, they've traveled hard. And in this place, in this eerie darkness where there is no noise of life, just the sounds of bubbles in the swamp water, of creaking dead petrified trees, and of silence, save perhaps the distant wailing of the dead, we find our group. And we find with them Lu Taijun, the merchant's daughter. What is it that you want to do in this moment? Uh, Roya definitely wants to kind of go over to her and, um, you know, assuming that she's not in good shape, kind of do what she can to just assess her medical condition and offer her some healing and support. Give me a healing check. All right. I... Mm -hmm. 
That's after a fantastic nice. start. Rolled two dice, got four successes. And That's three fantastic. Momentum. So with the, we're going to go ahead and get, put your momentum up to six, and then I'm going to give you a bunch of information about the status of this young woman. When you go over to check on her, she does not seem to have any physical wounds whatsoever. However, she is not responsive to any language. Her pupils are great, are dilated, and they are not fixing on any person or anything. Um, you would, it's, it's almost as if she is in a fugue state or sleepwalking. You can position her. If you start to move her, she will walk, but she takes no actions on her own. And with those, that number of successes, you feel that there's probably some sort of sorceress influence in place here, but without any sorcery skills, uh, you're not really clear what's happening. Um, can you do I... notice one thing, though. She does not appear to be suffering the effects, the draining effects of the swamp, even though she's not wearing a jade necklace. Okay. Would I be able to do a secondary sorcery roll? You can, indeed. Okay. And you've got plenty of momentum if you want to use any of it. Uh, Sure. I will take two, and that'll still leave us with four, right? Three successes. Nice. Um, so uh, we'll just pop you back up to full momentum. And then, so describe to us, I mean, we've seen Sobek use sorcery before um, and sorceress uh, type skills. What does it look like when Roya, a shaman, does this? So Roya has her kind of walking stick, her staff that she always has with her. Um, and I'm not necessarily sure that other folks have seen this um, necessarily, um, but she kind of holds the the staff in front of her, um, and she basically starts to spin it. And so you kind of see this kind of twirling spinning motion happen. And she just sort of becomes entranced as she's doing that motion. Um, and then kind of once she's in that state, then she sort of leaves the staff aside and you see her kind of do kind of a secondary kind of examination, um, kind of visual and whatnot. Excellent. So the staff is spinning Roya's eyes. They almost look to go cloudy for a moment as her hands start to move over. And what you see and sense is that this young woman, uh, Lu Taijun, it's almost like she's completely enshrouded within prayer scrolls uh, with with the uh, Kitai language written upon them, but also some sort of infernal script uh, interspaced as well. But as you watch, these scrolls are starting to deteriorate and burn away and slough away from her. And you understand that the ritual that bound her to the ninth court of hell is still on her, um, but it's disintegrating. And you realize that the moment this ritual fully disintegrates, she will be under the full effects of the swamp of the dead and will die within minutes of being exposed to the swamp of the dead. You also realize that a talented enough sorcerer or shaman uh, can maintain or manage 
um, this ritual, keep it from further deteriorating, but it's going to be a constant, uh, a constant management. Now, mechanically, what that means is as you move through the swamp every hour, when other checks are being made, whoever chooses to make the sorcery check would have to succeed on a sorcery check to keep the ritual intact. The sorcery check is a difficulty to check, but also whoever is making the sorcery check, uh, any other sorceress abilities they would have to use, uh, the base difficulty for that would be increased by a further two. So, so you're saying casting spells would be further in difficult if you're already spending time on the it, ritual. Yeah, yeah basically okay. you're focused on maintaining the ritual, so splitting your focus and casting spells are gonna, is going to be more difficult without releasing the ritual. I mean, you could just release the ritual and let her die, but, you know. Um, what so, were you saying, Roya? I understand that... Uh, Really, all I did here was just take a light and start a fire, and you were quite busy with your ritual that you were doing. Um, but I believe that your sorcery skills being uh, superior to mine may still be needed throughout the remainder of our journey. Oh, were you speaking to me? I wasn't paying attention. Uh, yes, I was. What was that again? You need my magic? It appears that you want me to say that we need your magic. So can everyone join me in saying in unison to Sobek on three, we need your magic. One, two, three. We need your magic. She looks as Well, dead. I am a little rather preoccupied. Drusus, you like being a hero. Why don't you just give her your necklace? Sobek, I'm tired, I'm burned, and I'm quite aggrieved of the entire situation. But since the only way we're getting paid is as if this woman makes it safely out of the swamp, the only way our reputation is going to be secured is if this woman makes it out of the swamp. If you don't want to help her, I will knock you out and take the necklace off of your neck and give it to her. Decide now. That is quite a threat. You wouldn't be able to reach me before stabbing yourself, but there is no need for quarrels. I will perform the ritual. You don't know if Sir Drusus Jolden looks relieved at your acquiescence or not, because he does look very tired. So it's the middle of the night, as I said. Uh, you're tired. Uh, you've estimated that based on the time it took you to journey here on the skiff, which traveled much faster than you can travel on a walking distance, that it will probably take you um, a minimum of 12 hours, probably 16 hours to get out of the swamp. And you think you probably have about 32 hours before the dawn of the third day when everything falls apart. So what would you like to do at this point? I forgot. Uh, Did we decide that we were going to uh, rest, or are we just going to push through? How well, are you all feeling? The question is, do we rest here? Is it safe to rest here? Uh, I mean, as safe as it is anywhere in the swamp to rest. Okay. I mean, there's, not, there's nothing living. Uh, you'd think this is probably the safest place, because there was an, an infernal gate here, so 
if there had been any potentially threatening undead, uh, the death of Midnight Shining and his court probably would have dispatched them from the immediate area. Is uh, is Drusus ready to travel, Raya? Is he uh, is he of uh, significant strength to be able to defend if necessary? Uh, it it might be better if we can take a brief rest before we move on for the rest of our journey. If you if you think that is best, uh, Sobek, you uh, and Zamir will pick up the the actual cage with the cricket in it. This creature seems magical. You are magical. Perhaps it is best if you tend to it. Very wise thinking. And I snatch it out of his hands. It, uh, careful, it is very big and fragile. We do not want to disturb it. It is our only route out of here. I feel that I can manage it, Samir. Oh, I, I agree. I would not have offered it to you if I did not think so. I'm just saying. It is a creature of um, some power. Agitating it might prove costly to us, but no, you are the expert. I shall defer to you, of course. Do you think I do not know this? I think that an occasional reminder... I don't uh, care what you think. I'll take care of the cricket. Uh, understood. Understood. So and then, Raya... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, and then uh, and then he'll go over to... Zamir will go over to uh, Aureli at that point. And we'll basically whisper to him, he thinks he is so powerful, I could kill him with a blink of an eye. He's He, he, he vastly underestimates me, I think. However, He's now is not the time. Very cranky, I think. Yes. I defended him for a significant amount of time. You'd think he would be more grateful, but I am not here for things. We need to be very careful. I am going to try to find um, a, a position higher up. Look out. Scout a bit, perhaps for uh, for intruders. If any if any get close, hopefully I'll be able to see them before they are upon us. So Zamir's going to see if he can just find like a, a tree to climb and just yeah. There's a that copse of uh, petrified trees that Aurelia was in is 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 there. That's the highest area that okay. in the swamp you can easily climb to the top. Yeah, and so just climb up and just kind of keep an eye out, you know, okay. observing. So Roya has her calming herbs and perfumes, <laughs> so you're going to see like Sobek. I'm assuming is going to be doing something with this cricket. And so she is just going to be kind of taking her kit um, and just kind of doing like a little mix and like out of his eyes, she's just going to be like <laughs> just sort of like blowing stuff in his direction just to see if we can like just, bring the temperature of the room down a little bit. Just like Zamir went off to Roya. Uh, and then as soon as he climbs off a tree, Sobek's going to start wandering over to Roya. I cannot believe that he sold the dagger of set for a worthless fan. I told him that I would take it. Do you How have foolish no, could he have been? Do you have no sense of the danger that this group is in with all of those ghosts and everything that was surrounding you before our entry here? There were similar costs to having that dagger, and a plunge from that dagger is just not worth the, the ghosts the were meaningless. Those exorcists were exaggerating. That dagger had true power. True power? The power is... of Set, and he threw it away. True power is not necessarily a useful end goal. 
What? What are you even saying? There's more to our existence than power. Have you not seen the evils that come in this world from people's power and search of power? It is power that controls those evils. This idea that because there are dangers out there that we must become more dangerous than the dangers is quite a risky game to play. The dangers are only dangerous if they're not controlled. Do you believe I do not fear any of those evils, as you call them, could harm me. I can control them. So you say. Why am I even talking to you? You don't understand. I am sorry that I was less than useful to you. And as he turns around, she's like, <laughs> you do smell a very nice scent coming across so back uh, calming you know, whether or not it calms you I do not know I sneeze <laughs> so he just complains this smells disgusting <laughs> what I eat uh, do you want to stay here for a time and rest and recoup or do you want to continue on into the swamp now uh, rest for a few hours. All right. I'm like fine it. with that. So you rest, let's say, for four hours. Uh, everybody's feeling a little bit better. Uh, you've got a handle on on how to uh, coax the cricket into chirping and calling down the moon path. Zamir, you did not. You haven't seen anybody moving in or around the area. You do hear far off in the distance moans and occasional cries of the dead, but you see nothing moving towards you. Now, mechanically, how this is going to work as we move out, um, there'll be two people doing a survival check or an observation check based on a difficulty determined by uh, several factors, whether it's night or day, the difficulty in the swamp, uh, their level of, of how tired they are, and then the net successes of both the survival and observation check will determine what kind of encounter they may or may not have during that time frame. In addition, as we stated, somebody has to every hour do a sorcery check to maintain the ritual on the merchant's daughter so that it does not fully collapse and immediately kill her. Uh, and someone needs to actually be physically guiding the merchant's daughter. Uh, and that's something you guys, I guess, could have Sir Drusus Jolden do since he's not here, uh, which would leave one person available for anything else that needs to happen uh, during the march. So, point of clarity. Yes. If I fail the sorcery check, she just dies instantly. No, if you fail the sorcery check, the ritual, uh, it starts to crumble. Um, in that hour, you actually have to, sorry, I should have, you have to fail three total ritual checks for the okay. ritual to completely dissipate. Okay. So you're setting off into the swamp. It's still night, uh, but not, not far, not long until dawn. Uh, the swamp around this area is at the moment fairly shallow. You're moving into, you know, ankle deep bogs. 
it's unlike most other swamps because the stench, you know, there's not that great of a stench. You know, there's an old decay about the swamp. There's the smell of old stagnant water, but there's not the smell of decaying animals and vegetation because all that's died here died long ago. Uh, so who is going to make the survival check and who is going to make the observation check? Relia, you uh, are your survival. Yes, and Zamir will do the observation. He'll be okay, at the moment because it's still dark. The difficulty you need to set for both of those roles is difficulty three. Okay. The minimum difficulty in the swamp is difficulty two. Okay. Uh, Aurelia, you can take the lead if you want. Go first. Okay. Uh, we have momentum, correct? Yes, you have momentum. Your full. We're full up, so feel free to spend. And we have our full complement of fortune points as well. And that is, by the way, as you move into the swamp, uh, the nature, the danger of being here increases, and so does my doom by two points. Wow! Oh no! Not a good roll. Two successes and a complication. complication. I like it. Okay, let's uh, let's see how the uh, observation okay. check goes. I am going to burn. You have to uh, win <laughs> I'm going to burn a, one of my fortune points. I think. Okay. Good uh, call. Just to make sure we get off to a good roll, and I will also. Uh, attempt to uh, spend some momentum as well. Uh, so here we go. Uh, oh, God, I forgot to set it at difficulty three, but there you go. Uh, that is five successes. Okay, so would it be a total of three successes at difficulty three? So your net successes are five successes with a complication. All right, I like it. Um... Let's have that sorcery check first before anything else. Difficulty two, you said, correct? That is correct. Should not be too hard for you. Oh! oh. Two successes and a complication. <laughs> All right, I like it. I know what to do with this. Okay, so oh. one, so you succeed. So I'm not going to take that success away from you. So it doesn't, the, the ritual does not start to crumble. You're not going to get any detriment from it. But that complication is going to roll over into what happens this hour, uh, this hour. So what happens when you roll a complication uh, is it reduces your effective total successes by one per complication. So you had a total of five successes. You got two complications during that hour. So your net successes are three. So you guys have been walking uh, and walking and walking uh, for about over, over three quarters of an hour. And you're moving deeper in the swamp. You're following the ghost path of the cricket. And it's starting to take you into a slightly deeper area. The pools are now up to your thighs. Um, and you start to hear the sounds. Almost sounds like a, a snuffling noise. Almost like something is a great intake of air. Something is smelling out your path, perhaps. But you see nothing coming across the water. I need Roya, who has not taken any actions in this hour, to give me an observation or survival check. Those, those things that uh, everyone knows I'm so very good at. Fantastic, um, I know. 
I just want to check something really quick. I don't think this helps. Um, if only I were in my homeland, Homesteader would help. But I am clearly not in my homeland because I am not from the Swamp of the Dead. So that helps me not at all. But I'm still going to do survival because I think I'm good at survival I like as it. a character. Um, and we have... Two moment. Uh, I'll spend one moment. You can also give me some doom if you feel like. Not yet. We have okay. more hours to go. That is true. There may be a time when I will give you doom. This hour is not that hour. Though I probably should have because that's a straight up failure with no successes. Okay. Adam, um, starting off really great today. So you're you're. You're looking around. You're not seeing anything. Sir Jolden is 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 helping uh, the merchant princess. Uh, he actually has her up across his shoulders at the moment as the water is getting deeper and it's up to his thighs. He's still looking tired and beaten. Your your healing skills have helped to heal his wounds, uh, but you know the just the 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 trauma of fighting a hell weapon uh, is slowing him down. Um, and in that moment, let's see, one, two, three, four, across the screen, Broya, you feel something surge from under the water around you as claws rip into you, possibly. And what you see coming out of the water was obviously a man at some point. But most of his skin is, is bloated and sloughing off from around his face. His grin is rictus. His teeth are all points. His eyes are burning red fire. And his claws are a filth-ridden black bone. And around him, Four other similar creatures erupt as a filth white digs its claws into your guts, looking for that delicious, fresh meal of intestines. You can give me a point of do. Well, actually, it's a surprise attack, so you just kind of have to take it. Sorry. But I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to spend any of my doom to increase his dice. So we're just going to see how it goes. He got four successes um, and a complication, though. Okay. So what happens is as he comes up with his claws, the complication is he rakes through one of the other ghouls uh, that is surrounding him and literally tears it in half. His claws are so strong. So it falls immediately in death. Well, Final death, I should say. Sure. However, his claws do bite in deeply against you. Oh, that's right. The damage roll doesn't work on this. So let's just roll it. Ooh. 
There we go. Uh, bonus damage is going to be three. So I'm just going to add this on afterwards. But <clears throat> okay, so uh, nine physical damage. Oh my god! Uh, what's your armor? Um, Do you have any? It'd be on the front of your character sheet uh, on the left-hand side. I've got... um, mm, mm, It doesn't seem to total it. I've got two each on legs, one each on arms. Yeah, I mean, it's it's broken down. Yeah, you have one or two depending on the the slot, unless he hits you in the head. So on the, sorry, hit location of right leg, I have two. Sorry, one, Perfect. two. Perfect. I'm two? Sorry, I can't read this. <laughs> You're okay. <It's> two. <laughs> okay, so uh, you take seven points of physical damage in total, which is a wound, and since it's an intense attack, you take two points of damage, or two so wounds. So you take two. seven damage and two wounds. So my 11 vigor goes down to four vigor. Uh-huh, and you have two wounds. So there's a box where it says where you click wounds. So click those over. And I also need you at this point. I, no, no, that way. You good? Is I it not working? So. Okay. Um, I need you to make an endurance test. Just difficulty one. Uh, am I missing endurance? Sorry, what do I roll for an endurance test? Uh, it should be this. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, sorry, resistance. Resistance. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. I will roll that. Do you have any momentum left? You got two. I'll take one. Probably a good idea. That's a failure. One okay. success. Okay. So as this as these claws rip into your guts, you also see a stream of maggot-like creatures move into your body and start to chew at your intestines. Uh, you will take one point of vigor damage every round um, until you're dead. Or uh, until somebody successfully completes a difficulty for healing check on you to purge your system of the maggots. Since you are the only person to have seen these guys at the moment, I need one last check from you. I need a difficulty for discipline check. Uh, <laughs> I'm taking the last momentum, guys. You can also give me two. Also, fortune. Don't forget you have fortune. Yeah, don't forget your fortune. Yeah. Okay. I'll do a fortune, I'll do a doom. Four successes. Oh, that's so nice. Okay, that's what you needed. So you see this horror coming at you, and you start to feel your guts just turn to liquid. I mean, the absolute terror 
of this moment washing over you. But you're able, I mean, you're a shaman, you're you're trained to deal with the spirits and the unusual, and you're able to control yourself so you're not, you don't fall victim to their fear. But she is definitely kind of stepping back and someone, please get this off of me. And she's like attempting what she'll do later is trying to like hit it over mm-hmm. the head with her. Uh, and we're going to go into combat at this point. Um, I'm not going to obviously spend any doom to seize the initiative. The surprise attack was horrible enough. You have you are faced with a filth white and three remaining maggot ghouls who are at the moment attempting to pull Roya down so they can rip her to pieces and eat all of her tender insides. Anybody want to go? Uh, yeah, Zamir will go. Um, okay. So seeing that she is, uh, in very serious, do I see whatever it is that's fighting, fighting? Yes. At this moment, um, actually I need all of you to make a difficulty for discipline check because you, you've now recognized what's happened. So the fear effects coming off of these creatures, um, is is affecting all of you. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to fail difficulty four. It's a little high. So I'm just going to take the fail. Can you spend some doom or fortune points? or take the fail. Okay. It's a little ridiculous. Double 18s. Yes, this is a whole... I didn't set it to four, but I failed. As, uh, this is one of the harder encounters because you guys right out the gate got terrible rolls. Um, so this is why the Swamp of the Dead is the Swamp of the Dead. Uh, okay, for those of you who failed, you fall uh, you fall under the damaging effect of its cry of hunger. Um, it's just it's mental attack. That's how the fear effect works um, in this game. If you fail. A fear effect, you take damage based on the creature's uh, threat attack. So this is mental damage would be resisted by or, or resisted by any courage that you have. Okay, so everybody who failed takes one point of mental damage. I've got five courage, so I should be. You take good. nothing. Yep. And if you've got if you've got one courage, you're fine. And you don't. I mean, that's just a one-time thing. So you don't have to ever. You don't have to roll against fear again. You either fail or succeed, and it's just a one-time thing. So. All right. So uh, Zamir is going to uh, his for his um, main action. Uh, he's going to take the exploit action. Uh, mm-hmm. on this uh, this creature that's targeting Raya. Uh, then I'll burn a fortune point to take another full action, another main mm-hmm. action here, and then I will attack it. Uh, is that two momentum legit? Is that actually in there? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So then he will... I'm trying to see what's better, because I got this new fan, but... I don't know if it's any better necessarily. So I think it doesn't have the unforgiving. Yeah, it does have unforgiving. Okay, so since it has unforgiving, I will. Oh, wait, 
I have too many weapons. No, it doesn't have unforgiving. So I'll just use my uh, a dagger. So I will just uh, I will just try to help her out here a little okay. bit. Um, Are you attacking one of the the ghouls or the or the the, the filth I'm, white? I'm attacking whatever it is that actually harmed her. Okay, the filth white. Okay, so. All right, so this means I'm going to be able to use my my stealth as always. So, I and I will say, ahead. normally in the in the Conan rules, when you attack a mob and they're later, you attack members of the mob first. But these creatures are mindless, so I am not going to force that scenario on you. You can choose to attack whoever you want. The, they're all in it for themselves, essentially. Yeah, the sheet is like re reset everything for me. One sec. Yeah. Okay. So stealth. All right. Then I'll go ahead and I'll purchase uh, two momentum for this attack, and then I'll go. Uh, that is four successes. I'm not sure what the, dif the difficulty was. Sorry. Just difficulty one. So you're fine. All right. All right so four successes. Um, this is so the damage wise. That means uh, we're back up to a total of three momentum with that if it was difficulty one mm -hmm. then i will i'll roll damage and don't forget this has this is going to have was it intense is it intense i think it's called yeah uh with, when you do the exploit when you do unforgiving yeah when you do exploit for unforgiving uh gains the intense and vicious qualities yeah yeah all right i will i will burn two of the momentum for bonus damage uh, and since you did exploit, it's, pier it's piercing two, and you can add plus one geez. damage to each attack for each uh, momentum spent. Yeah, my my. I don't know if anyone else's sheets are completely like reset, but mine, all my stealth stuff is reset. Oh goodness, sorry. No, it's, it's okay. Jeff, don't forget you can spend audience die for damage. Okay. Yeah, this has this does another right amount of damage dice in it and everything. Uh, okay, um, sure, I'll spend. Yeah, I'll spend one of those too. Okay, sounds good. All right, so let's go. All right, so that is uh, eight physical damage with vicious with intense. So with eight physical damage, then I think that should be ten physical damage with vicious, mm -hmm. right? Yep. So yep. 10, 10 physical damage and also has intense. Oh, nice, nice. So, uh, okay. So describe how it is that Samir comes up and and straight up murders this, this horrid creature in one blow. I think it's more of a throw as he just reaches back behind his, uh, behind his neck, underneath his hair, and just in one quick motion, just hurls a dagger right at Roya as she's constantly throwing daggers at me. So it makes more sense <laughs> for me to just throw it right back at her and just yep. trying to catch it like right in its temple or right on the side of its face. Perfect. And that's exactly what happens. This thing is, 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 is lurching towards Roya to try to strike again. And out of nowhere, you see this dagger just go right through its brain, right through the side of its mushy skull. And the, the point of it sticks out the other side and it, totters for a second and falls and when it falls the other three ghouls dive into the water to tear at its body and you're able 
to pull away. Um, obviously, Roy has been been seriously mauled, but you're able to get past this uh, past this filth white and and the and its ghoul pack um, without any further uh, need of action, unless you want to stay and fight some ghouls. Is oh, she still she... suffering damage? Oh yeah, she she got hit you know, pretty we hard. Need to get her. Yeah, uh, Samir. Oh, thank. I I barely survived that one. I couldn't not have survived another one. I I, I did not grow up in a city. I, I have no concern with muck and mud and things. However, there were maggots in my stomach. If anyone can do anything about the maggots inside my, uh, yeah. Prefer not to. Have I can make you vomit the maggots. I am, I am normally the one who, who kills people. I don't know how to uh, save them or repair them. Oh yes, this thank has you. Never thank been you. Thank a you situation. So I, I thought you were the one who was uh, capable of healing. Of that. Could we assist you? Absolutely. In healing yourself. Absolutely. Okay. So up to three people can assist, and you just have to roll. You roll one healing die for the assist, and if you get a success, as long as she succeeds, those successes uh, add up. Okay, so I can. Um... I can. So I've got both a little to ease the pain and bind wounds, which will both help with this. So. Skills, healing, bonus. And we take the automatic success from Drusus helping? Yes, absolutely. All right, so I'm rolling four, and then we'll have the automatic uh, from his assist as well. Aurelia, are you assisting? Oh, yes. Nice, nice. Okay, so you got four successes, five, six successes. Uh, so you're able to easily deal with the maggots um, and heal the appropriate. Uh, well, I'll just carry over your healing check to heal the appropriate amount of of, of damage temporarily to your wounds. So, um, so you're oh, feeling really? better as you uh, as you as you bandage yourself and scoop out these things that were infesting you. Um, on a, on a quick side note, uh, where was it? When it comes to the vigor calculation, if your character sheets are off, it is your character's brawn attribute plus their expertise in resistance skill. Okay. Thank you. Uh, brawn. Aurelia's assist is she's talking to you guys about how when she was growing up and she had like goats they would sometimes get maggots and she's just kind of digging around in your guts pulling them out like, oh yeah <laughs> thank you thank you for that I um, am very appreciative of any experience with any creature that helps to get them back on the outside of me again uh, and you're you're able to make your way further and deeper into the swamp following the uh, the moon path laid out by the cricket uh, you know, that first hour in the swamp was was horrific. Every bit as horrific as you were warned that it might be. Uh, so let's hope that that the next phase of the journey is is a little uh, less horrifying. So why don't we have uh, another survival 
an observation check and, and okay. see how we're doing. And you hopefully no complications. Time. You want the sorcery at the same time? Yes, please. Okay. Two successes. That's a success. You're able to keep the ritual from disintegrating um, any further. And the uh, merchant's daughter stays in this fugue-like state, cocooned by the magic. And you're looking at the at the at the moon path, trying to suss out the best way to go. Um, and Aurelia, you easily succeed on your survival check. The sun is coming up now, so you're actually down to a difficulty two. I apologize. I should have told you that in advance, but you got three successes, so actually you get one additional point of momentum. So you're up to three momentum. And one success... So you guys get uh, you get a total of, of of four successes. Well, it's a difficulty two awareness check, observation check. So you get a, well, a, diff, a total of four um, successes. And then what happens in this hour is the moon path leads you out over a very very deep lake, and you realize you have no way of getting around it or across it. So you actually have to box around it um, and you're pulled off course from the moon path. So it takes you about three hours uh, to get back fully around the lake and to the other side and back on track with the moon path. Um, and you've spent about four hours walking now and slogging through the swamp. The sun is up. But uh, and it's it's starting to beat down on you. But through the heavy mists that seem to perpetually cover the swamp, it, it's not it's not so hot that it's uncomfortable. Um, but you you are getting a little bit of that hazy feeling through the fog. What would you like to do? Four hours in, you're starting to feel a little tired. Sir Drusus is definitely feeling a little fatigued from carrying uh, the merchant princess with him. Do you want to rest or do you want to push on? Definitely take the hour to rest, I think, so we don't increase difficulty. Okay. Sounds good. Agreed. Is there anything you want to do during this rest? I think I'm good. Okay. Uh, while just keeping watch for everyone else uh really is going to kind of keep eye out for uh ravens and raven fe uh, feathers just to see if she can find any okay. uh other than the two storm crows that have continuously been flying above the swamp uh basically circling your position at all times that were the were the crows of the morrigan who uh, she sent along with you to make sure that you succeeded on the missions she set you to you see no other living creature at all, and you don't really find any evidence of. I mean, you find decayed bones and things like that, but nothing that no no feather would have survived in here for long. Okay, gotcha. Uh, the owl is gonna kind of just do a, a very little bit of just kind of stitching of you know kind of the, mm -hmm. the damage that was done, and so that's just how she's just going to 
kind of just take some deep breaths and, you know, kind of, she, she took a huge chunk of uh, damage <laughs> there, her kind of full. And so she's, that's how she's just going to try to kind of keep herself kind of quiet during that time. It's just kind of doing a little bit of stitching. Now your, your, everyone's vigor um, and your, um, is, is restored at this point. So the only thing you would have left are your wounds um, and your wounds have been treated. So they, uh, Unless you get wounded again, they're not. Um, they won't negatively impact you. So your your uh, your, your vigor and your mental um, stats recover relatively quickly once you're outside of combat. The only thing that that uh, lingers are the is the actual harm and trauma. Okay. So good to know. at the end of the hour, um, you've rested. You've had some clean water, maybe had a, you know, a bit of, of, of food that you've brought with you. And you're able to once again get the cricket to chirp and call down the moon path. Even though it's the day, the middle of the day, the moon path still magically sort of appears um, and is directed by where you want it to take you. So other than the, is there any place you want this moon path to take you other than out of the swamp by the fastest means necessary uh did did we not have somewhere that was like around the edge that we yep. were going to try that's to where i mean that's where it's taking you i just want to make sure that you don't want to target any different location in here uh, we could way. always ask it to have us swing by maybe some powerful artifacts Try. While we're here, there's no Dr sense not poking around. Raya's guts are pouring out of her body. Drusus uh, was nearly killed. Uh, he's exhausted. This young girl has can't even walk on her own. Uh, so we're yes. agreed. Now is the perfect time to go treasure hunting, of course. Well, if you that weren't always just throwing away daggers of set, then perhaps we wouldn't have to. Don't be upset that uh, Set did not choose you to be the bearer of that dagger. For reasons How unknown, it was you. came into my possession, not yours. Jealousy does not become you, Sobek. I feel like Raya and Aurelia are kind of like <laughs> arm in arm, and we just kind of look back and we're like, y'all coming? <laughs> Drusus is with us. <laughs> and so Yes, let nine. me just tell this cricket where we want to go. Yeah, out of the swamp. Yes, that's exactly what I'm telling it. And I'm assuming that is what you're telling it, unless you tell me otherwise. I am, but I don't want them to think <laughs> okay. that I am. So we're you're nine hours into your trek. Um, and you continue on your path. Once again, I need... Uh, it's daylight now, you're well-rested, so it's just difficulty to survival, observation, and sorcery checks to maintain uh, your march out of the swamp. Okay, so Sobek, you're able to easily keep the ritual together, uh, keeping it from spinning out of control and sloughing off into the ninth court of hell. Do Difficulty two? Difficulty two. Standard momentum. difficulty for the swamp. You yeah, have use, three momentum. I'll use one. Okay, go ahead. 
Nice. Two successes. Okay. Fantastic. Oh, you're muted, John. Sorry. I have so many things going on. It's hard to keep track of things because my character sheet is all buggered. Well, that is oh a wonderful goodness. D&D roll 20, right there. 19, a 20, 18. a 19, an 18, and a 19. It's wonderful. That is a, that is a fantastic D&D oh roll. Um, so your Maybe net instead of giving me sarcasm, you should focus on your rolls. So your net successes are two net successes. Um, so what happens is, as you're walking, uh, the ghost... Uh, path, or the moon path, once again, takes you towards a very large lake. You remember this lake. You remember crossing this lake on the bone skiff. And you remember that it was a very large area. You actually think if you're forced to circle around this lake, you may not make it out of the swamp in time. However, the moon path is leading you out on a causeway that is going across. Now, actually, as it starts to approach the causeway, you actually see reflections of the moon path splitting off. They're lighter and fainter, but it looks like they're moving around the lake. But the strongest part of the path is going across this causeway. In other words, there are three ways to move through this. You have to choose your poison. But you do think... Um, that going around the lake, based on what you remember of it, you may not have enough time to get out of the swamp. Uh, so, we take the shortest way? Yes? Agreed. Stay right. alert. Uh, be prepared. So you you continue along this causeway and and you're walking for almost an hour across this lake. And I mean, that's how large it is along this very narrow causeway. When it comes to an island in the middle and on this island, there appears to be a tomb in the Stygian style. And the, and the moon path leads right up to the to the sealed off entrance to this tomb and it appears to disappear into the entrance uh, yes Aurelia weird it's leading to the tomb Sobek you asked it to take us out of the swamp correct I asked to, to take us where we needed to go, yes. Is it not unusual, it appears, as if the dead here move about relatively freely? Is this not interesting that we have a tomb in such a place? Seems worthy of examination. If you insist. Sobek, as you approach the tomb, you actually do see script in an ancient Stygian dialect, and actually an ancient set dialect. 
um, one that's very difficult to read and understand. It's it's so old that you're only able to pick out pieces of it. Why don't you give me a lore check? And let's see. Uh, and depending on how many successes you get will determine the amount of information you get from the writing across this tomb's door. Um, I'll take a momentum on that. All right. I thought I was going to take a momentum on that. I thought I clicked it. Go ahead and click it again and re-roll it. Uh, that's all three failures. Okay. Um, so you look at it, you know that you should be able to grasp some of this, but under the circumstances you're under right now, trying to maintain this ritual and everything else, it's just, it's nothing is clicking. Um, you think you pick out the word for high priestess, you know, you pick out the word for set here and there. Um, and you think Perhaps the name of the high priestess is Sathino. But, so you can only assume it's her tomb, but you can't, you're not able to pick out anything else. And this appears to be a very elaborate detail, uh, perhaps of her life, but beyond the, the basic information, you're not really able to glean anything else. Well, it's a very highly detailed process. I've been able to translate the whole thing, but all you need to know is that this is the tomb of the High Priestess of Set, Sathena. This being a different High Priestess of Set? This yeah, is not different. Set and Epra. And so you've got this giant stone door in front of you, and then this tomb basically stretches across the island. So other than jumping in the water and going around, swimming around it, the only way appears to be into the tomb. At least that appears to be where the moon uh, path is leading you. Or you can backtrack and, and try to find another way around the lake. It's very strange for a high priestess of Set to be buried here in Katai. Even if we're in a very rather strange place. I suggest it may be here for a reason. We should investigate. Should be our only option at this time. Do we have the time for this? Of course we do. It will only take a few moments. I, th I, f I fear that this is our, our path. That this is the shortcut that we asked for, perhaps. Zamir would like to tap into one of his talents. It is, uh, it's a trap. Uh, so he is allowed, he can spot covered pits, pressure plates, fulcrums, etc. that keeps thieves out of burial chambers and treasure rooms. Uh, with a successful challenging observation detect, I can detect them as a minor action. So basically, well, he like just... It. He wants to look to see if there's any traps or anything like that on this uh, on this entrance here before we go plunging into it. All right, I'm gonna go spend that momentum. Challenging two. All right, I'm done. Uh, 18, oh my 19, gosh. 20. I quit. Your dice tonight. I'm, it's I'm just, all. Oh my goodness. Play. I'll I'll. 18, 19, and 20s. That's uh. Dungeons and Dragons perfection. Um, 
You look at the door. Um, I, I'll tell you this. You're fairly certain it is trapped, but you're not able to determine what the mechanism for disabling the trap is. It's some sort of ancient design you've never seen before. Um, if somebody wants to do a craft check um, or an aided thievery check, um, or if you just want to do a thievery check, I'll give you an opportunity to try to disarm the trap. Now that you you know it's there, you're just having a hard time figuring out how it's... So it would be a difficulty three thieving check, but somebody can assist you if they want, or you can take Sir Drusus Jolden's automatic success on the assist. I will let, I will let Drusus do it. I Yeah, I think Zemir has just had enough. Said enough of this place, the attitude of certain people we're, in the party, we're ready to constantly get out. <laughs> having to do everything at once when people are asking him questions when he's trying to figure fix something else out. I just, I think he's just had enough at this point. So, go um, ahead, Drusus. Okay, so uh, he fiddles with the door. He does, he does start to disable the trap. Um, as he's doing so, um, Roya and Sobek, you both feel something else give away as the trap gives away. Either one of you can give me just a difficulty one sorcery check, or both of you can. I can do difficulty one. Or will it be increased because I'm working on the... Yeah, yours ritual. is difficulty three. Uh, Roya would be difficulty one. There's no... I'm just telling you, there's no... There's no bad effect from this, and that's why you could both roll. I'm just kind of giving you an opportunity to build up some momentum, possibly. All right, I will give it a shot. Have we banked any momentum? No, yeah, none at the moment. We have not. All right. Have a doom. Two successes. Nice, nice. Uh, so you get one point of momentum back. Um, Sobek, did you want to roll to see if you understand what, what you just felt? There's no negative uh, to failing, so... Sorcery? Yep. Difficulty three for you. Failure. Okay. Um, so, Roya, you you recognize that there was a, a strong spirit ward on that door, and as Sir Drusus Jolden disabled the trap, he also accidentally destroyed the ward. So, and you feel that that ward was in place to keep something within the tomb. But he is able to move the door to the side um, and you see a, a long stone corridor, pitch black, leading down it looks like it probably is at a it's a fairly steep angle as it goes down so you think it must be going beneath the lake at this point but it's pitch black we have a path to follow though this might have been one of those doors that was intended to keep things in less than keep things out so we need to keep our Keep our eyes peeled, as they say. Okay, um, it's very dark. Is there anybody lighting torches or any other way of illuminating the corridor? 
I don't believe I have any torches. Well, I mean, it's it's kind of standard traveling kit. I'm not going to beat up anybody if you don't have it on your character sheet. You wouldn't you wouldn't be out here without some torches. I just We're not realistically just carry it in case we need. Yeah, to he's something. the torch bearer now. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so you light up a torch and you guys start down this slope. It's fairly steep, but not so steep that you're going to lose your footing. Um, and as you're going down, you once again you see on the on on the walls on either side this archaic um stygian writing um sobek if you want to make another lore check you might be able to glean a little bit more information i've been doing so good with these yeah yeah. you and jeff have been knocking knocking the dice rolls out of the difficulty one two just difficulty one the more successes you get the more information you'll get okay once again you see uh the name sathino um and you're really not gleaning anything else from the information. Um, as you're going down, though, uh, why don't you give me a challenging observation check, Samir? Okay. Here we go Can again. I uh, assist? Yes. No, no, no. This is something I have to do myself. <laughs> I don't want I your pity. You, damn it. <laughs> Uh, oh, wait, I... use that momentum. Oh, good. Please don't get another 20. <laughs> I mean, oh, I forgot, I forgot I to really, take my extra We're playing the wrong game. The <laughs> <laughs> playing five <laughs> or Pathfinder right now. All right, so there'll be one bonus success, then I'll add it in. Okay. Okay, look at that. All right. Uh, nice. Yeah, so. F- Okay. Um, yeah, four successes total. So you got three momentum back, and you see, to you, a very obvious pressure plate on the ground. Um, and you, you think you see how you can latch it in place with a simple uh, difficulty one thievery check. Okay, it's not so simple, though, these days, uh, but I will give it a go. I'll say, everyone, wait one moment. Do not step here. This is... Not exactly sure what the consequences, but it is trapped. Actually, with those number of successes, you're fairly certain that it is going to call would cause the tunnel to collapse and the lake to fill up the tunnel. Oh God! If you do not want to drown, do not step on this plate. One and moment. Roy, Roy is going to take her toe and she's going to kind of point with her toe and be like, "This plate, <laughs> this, this one, right I'm here." Can I assist in the thievery? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just absolutely. tiptoeing exactly behind Zimir. I get it. Like, I get it. You're totally like checking my work. No. You're like the supervisor who just like, I make, I have one bad day and all of a sudden it's like, you know, I have like yeah, seven supervisors really looking well. over my shoulder. Uh, you go gotta ahead, get go back ahead. to Grandmother Wisp, okay? We have priorities. This place sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I get, oh, thanks for the help, Aurelia. <laughs> Okay. That's okay. God. I'm just gonna take a point of doom. He accidentally bumps into Roya, who had her toe over you the. You know what? Seat. This I'm is just gonna take a point of doom. I'm just going that. to step on it. That's it. We're dead. No, that was just an assist roll. That doesn't do anything, right? Or oh, yeah, no, it does. It counts. Your Got result it. adds to my adds to my total. Uh, yeah. It's fine. Wait. It's fine. Uh, I'll, I'll oh, be fine. Observation. Never I'll mind. be fine. Thievery is my jam. This I'm and trying stealth. to remember my skills, Jeff. My talents. Super, super easy. 
This will be super easy. Watch this clutch roll. You got this. Look at that. Look at that extra 20 I threw in there just for Oh, my fun. gosh. <laughs> just all for right, fun. You succeeded. That's yeah. all that matters. You succeeded. Yeah, exactly. You got a point of momentum. I'm just going to take a point of doom <laughs> no, for the I'm complication. You guys have rolled more 20s tonight I than I've ever seen on a single game in my entire life. I'm impressed by the amount of 20s that you have managed to roll tonight. That's a word for it. That's one word for it. I'm saddened also by it and slightly terrified by what what it might mean for you. But, hey, you know, we're going to roll with it. So you're able to disable the pressure trap. Um, It gets, I mean, it gets close, though. You start to feel water leaking in around you. The tension is calling at you. Sir Drusus almost drops the torch. Everyone almost stumbles over the pressure plate. But at the last second, Samir clicks it off. Roya's toe comes down on the plate right at that very second. You hear a little rumble, but nothing happens. And you're able Relia to face plants it on the plate because <laughs> she was like awkwardly balancing above it. And you continue, and now, but now the corridor has, has evened out and it's just a flat slope. And you see in the near distance the glow of other lamps or lights. Once again, there's walls of scripture uh down this area so are those, are those lights these moving, are by the way or is they like static like they're flickering see? there's okay. flickering lights um it looks like it might be torchlight or lamplight okay just trying to get a sense if it's like another party moving through this or if it's just no no it doesn't look like that way it, it looks it looks like if anything it's it's flames you know from a torches kind of wavering slightly um, so back, uh, the, 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 the words down here have been, are, are, are more, are rubbed away more. Um, however, you can try a difficulty two lore check to see if you get any more information out of this before you move into the lighted area. Yeah. Third time's the charm, right? It is. Uh, it is. I will take some momentum again. Difficulty two? Yep. <laughs> okay. That's another uh, 20. That's 20. And so, that's another 20. Uh, once again, you see the name Stefano um, set, uh, but that's about all you're able to pull out of it. Um, how do you guys want to... So you're, you're moving into towards this area of light. You also hear what sounds like perhaps movement um, and maybe soft whispering, but it, it's hard. You don't see anything. Um, you're not close enough. How would you like to approach this situation? As the mayor will turn to everyone, and he will say, at this point, all of you, step where I step. Move as I do. Breathe. Do not hold your breath. Breathe. Steady. Shallow. Step where I step, and no talking. And so Zamir wants to tap into his camouflage ability and try to stealth mm-hmm. the party closer so that we can actually see what's going on. So I like I roll, it. So I roll stealth, and then they all get my my roll, basically. Uh, we got momentum uh, left. Oh, great. I can't wait to use it and to get another 20. It's going to be so <laughs> great. 
Uh, here we go. So I will, I will burn it. And I do Holy roll another Holy crap. 20. Oh my oh, and another but you succeed. And you just succeed. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's, it's unbelievable. This is, just, I'm terrified for you guys right now. You do successfully stealth move the entire group up. You see, you get to the edge of this corridor and it opens up a large circular chamber um, supported by great pillars. And you see it end because you were able to move up so quietly you see at the far end of this room a figure in shadows moving somehow but there's something not right about it their, their back appears to be to you but there's still something that's not quite right i need somebody anybody to make me an observation check um you can take, you can get aided by it if you want. If you want to get more information about what you're looking at before you do anything about it. Uh, zero seven for me. I absolutely I, should not be the one to roll this. I could attempt it. I got a 13. Go for you it. got this, Aurelia. Take the one from Drusus. Yeah, I'm going to definitely take the one from Drusus. So if you succeed, you'll get an additional success because of his assistance. Okay. And I'm going to spend the momentum that we have. And the more successes you get, the more information you're going to get. So four successes with Drusus. Four successes. Excellent. Yay. So you're easily able to pierce through this, this shadowy darkness. And what you realize is that it, it appears to be the back of a woman. But it's she would be very tall, almost eight feet tall until you realize that the lower half of her body is a serpent. And in one hand, she has a bow. And what you thought was a strange hairdo actually appears to be a nest of living vipers. Her hands seem to end in bronzed claws. And you hear a rattling hiss that you think might be her singing slowly under her breath anybody want to give me a lore check difficulty two to learn a little bit about what you think you're seeing as aurelia whispers her description to you i really don't think shot. i should i'll give it a shot seven <laughs> steven and i are done we're tapping out <laughs> ashley <laughs> melissa you're in let's go all right we got this is a separate role so you can take uh Drusus's success. He's classically educated, so he might be able to provide you some information. So if you succeed, you'll get a bonus success. The greater the number of successes, the more information you will get. All right. What's the difficulty? Difficulty two. Two. Okay. All right. So add one to this, which, oh my gosh, I got a flipping 20. But uh, you, got, you, did, you got a total of a net of three successes. So you succeed. Yes. And it, it, Roy, it clicks in your brain, the name that uh, Sobek has been saying, Sithino, uh, over and over again. And you remember tales, um, even from where you were at, of, of beings cursed by set for blasphemy, being turned into unliving creatures of absolute horror, and that their gaze is beguiling and mesmerizing, but to look at them is to risk being petrified 
and turned to stone. You've heard that there were three such women cursed, and the name Sethino is one such. Medusa was another. And the third, you can't quite recall, but you do know that their, their claws are vicious. They can feed on the blood of their victims as they grapple them in their coils. They're excellent archers, but their greatest weapon is the sight of their snake-covered heads. You also do know that there has been legends of warriors attempting to face them by blindfolding themselves or looking away and striking out. Now, mechanically, what that would mean is if you attempt to go that route, you, you're voluntarily taking the blinded condition if you choose to engage with this creature. Uh, at the moment, you appear to be safe because she doesn't know you're here and her back is to you. So you could effectively, at a distance, if you attack from a distance, get a, a surprise off. If you choose to attack her, you can always turn around and go the opposite direction. So Roya will share uh, with everyone. Uh, Sobek, it seems you were a little uh, otherwise occupied with this woman and, and spell. So I did a little bit of uh, reading and remembering. Whatever you do, do not look upon her directly. She will turn you to stone if you meet her gaze. You are already covered, Sobek, with your eyes. The rest of us can do the same or keep them averted or die. So we cannot look at her eyes, her face, but we can look at her serpent tail. Is that right? Yes, there, the, the tail is not where the danger lies. Other dangers, but not instant death. I see. Or you, we can continue to be quiet and perhaps try to get around, or we attack her from a distance. Or we turn and go the other way. If we are going to fight, we should fight from the opportunity of ambush. But if you want to try to circumvent, we can. But was there another path to go? This was the path that uh, the, the moon path that was given to us went this way. We asked for a shortcut, and this is the shortcut we were given. Uh, Aurelia, I will say with your successful observation from earlier, you did also see that at the other side of the room, um, there is what appears to be a shimmering mirror. And you think that's actually what she's looking into, but it doesn't appear to be, it's not her reflection, you see. It's a different part of the swamp. Oh. <clears throat> uh, and, and she'll let let them know that she also saw that it, it may just be like an image that she sees or it could be a portal like what we saw at the at the other priestesses does it appear to to that mirror-ish thing where the moon path is leading to Good question. And yes, the moon path does appear to be skirting along the floor and towards the mirror. Okay. Um, if, if it is like the other priestesses, then we'll need to bleed out this creature, potentially, since she is a priestess of set. 
to be able to use the mirror. Sobek, give me a sorcery check. Just difficulty one to recall a little bit of information. Two successes. You, I'll give you that point of momentum. Now, you're permanently down a point of vigor, but you remember when you drank the clotted vampire blood, you felt a little better. Um, and you were actually thinking that to feed upon the blood of a greater undying creature might heal you. It might have unintended consequences, but it also might heal you. Oh, Roya drank it too. That's or this could be useful. So back. Well, I suppose we should kill her then. Agreed. And uh, Roy looks at Zamir as she pulls out a dagger to throw. Apologies if this misses its target. Not that she's going first, but just the one. Just do not hit me, please. (laughs) So you guys find yourselves... um, You're currently at close range. Uh, The entire room is basically close range. So you're not... Anything, any attack that is within close range, you know, you'll have no issue with, or obviously you can move in to hand to hand range with her if, if that's what you so wish. So you get a surprise round and let one person do a surprise attack um, that she will not be able to spend Doom to dodge um, or parry in any way. Uh, then we'll go into what is effectively normal initiative. And if I want to spend some Doom, then to seize the initiative. I will at that point, but not until after the first attack is off. I'd like to try casting a spell if you guys don't mind. All right. I want to cast the glutton's curse. So I'm going to make her vomit up baby snakes, which I'm sure she won't mind too much. Uh, It is increased difficulty because of... uh, the ritual correct yes plus two to your difficulty i will take two momentum and i will spend a fortune which will get me that plus two already nice uh, uh eight successes oh eight my successes. god nice so you feel the magic gathering um and casting towards her uh, and you see an almost a, a palpable aura, aura around her body uh, slow the spell, almost as if she's resistance to resistant to it, but probably not resistant enough to stop that. Let's see, nope, not even close. So uh, you get a total of six net successes. Talk to me about your spell. All right, so she needs to also give me a D3 resistance test, or she will be staggered. Okay. And uh, for each round that it lasts, um, which six successes, it'll be four rounds. Um, She's going to take three effect dice damage. Nice. I will spend a couple of points of doom here to 
try to keep taking it off the wrong place to give her a couple of extra dice. Difficulty three. She gets six successes. All right. Uh, how do I roll the effect dice from the sheet, or do I just roll d6s? Uh, you should be able, if your damage is set up for that spell, you should be able to roll it from it. But if not, just roll the d6s. I don't also, think it uh, is set up. There's a macro, by the way, in the compendium area. Oh, okay. For uh, the combat dice. Uh, combat dice roll. There we go. Uh, should be going. There we go. Um, three and how many audience dice can we spend? Just one to add extra. I think it was up to three. Same number you can spend of momentum to increase your damage. Uh, do we what have three? Like? Yes, we do. I'd like to spend them all, max it out. Okay. And this is a physical attack, right? Uh, this is physical and mental. Okay. Uh, the damage does both. And does it is in the spell description? Does it bypass armor or courage? Uh, damage is simultaneously physical and mental with cover and armor, providing no soak. It doesn't say okay. anything about courage. So okay. just the so physical can't just soak. physical. Fantastic. So eight total physical and mental. So as she starts retching baby snakes, that's nice. So uh, you see her stagger by this, by the spell and, and wide eyed, she starts to, she's spinning in a circle, trying to figure out what has happened. Uh, she's been grievously injured, uh, but she's not down. However, she is wounded. And that takes us to the top of combat. I am going to spend a doom to seize the initiative. That makes as sense. she spins around. Is there a way for us to seize it back or no? No. Okay. No. We all plan. The question, so though. <laughs> I just wanted to know. Who, me? <laughs> and... <laughs> Boy, Drusus. Yeah, poor Drusus. No. Yeah. She turns, having <laughs> felt the magic. I mean, she's connected to this now. And she turns and she gazes and recognizing an enemy, an actual priest of Set, not realizing that Sobek is actually a heretical priest of her very own sect that he would have known if he'd actually succeeded on any of his lore checks and possibly been able to talk his way out of this encounter. She gazes right at him with her gaze attack. And is this uh, where I had to not be looking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the one. And uh, I'm going to spend... A couple doom because her difficulty is increased because she's wounded um, to try to hit you with this attack. Six successes. Not bad. Okay, so uh, you see these glowing eyes and all these vipers at once. They just drill down into you and you feel 
this tearing and you feel your joints start to stiffen. But we have to roll and see what kind of damage we're going to get out of this first before we determine. Um, six successes. So bonus damage. Bonus damage on top of this would be plus four. Oh, that's not it's bad. physical, not oh. mental. It's physical damage. So uh, you take five, nine points of physical damage, bypassing your armor. There's no armor silk. I don't have armor, anyways. Uh, okay. I only have seven vigor. So that's okay, all. So you take two wounds, uh, one from going over five, and then one from going down to zero. So take your vigor to zero, and then and mark two wounds on your box. Uh, she didn't roll any effects, though, so the vicious does not come into effect, but you are stunned. So for you to take an action again, you have to give me a point of of doom. And for you to take a reaction, you have to spend a point of fortune. Now, what this means for you, though, um, is that you're turning to stone slowly. Spent the additional doom to uh, start the petrification process. Um, you will immediately begin suffocating and take one wound, one additional wound per round until dead, unless someone um, does healing checks on you every round to slow the petrification process. You do know that if Stefano is killed um, or uh, you get three successive healing checks, uh, the petrification will be stopped. Now, since she rolled no effects, the difficulty on the healing check is only one. What everyone sees as she turns and gazes at in your general direction, you see Sobek freeze in place, and you literally start to see his fingertips start to turn to granite and slowly moving up his body, and his eyes go wide. But it is your turn. She's at close range. Her eyes fully focused on the heretical priest of Set. Did he not hear me? Do not look at it. Did he not listen? So Raya will attempt to heal. Okay. Um, so I'm assuming you're averting your gaze from her. So maybe you have your back to her as you attempt to heal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you don't need to worry about having your eyes closed as long as you're not looking in her direction. You're not attacking, so you can do a heal check without um, any So penalty. I have to succeed at three of these? Three in a row. So over three rounds. Um, as long as you are succeeding, he is not suffocating. Uh, if you fail a check, his next turn, he will take one wound. He's already has two wounds at the moment. Okay, so I will... How am I doing with fortune? I'm going to hold on to the fortune. Um, I will spend a momentum. Okay. Oh, come on. Three successes. Nice. So uh, you get two momentum back. And, and describe how this looks. I mean, it's not just medicine. This is pure shamanism, countering her malefic... Uh, sorceress ability. So show, t describe what it looks like as you are fighting against this petrification process. So 
Roya is going to kind of reach into her, her bag. Um, and she's got a scale. So she was kind of thinking earlier kind of about this, um, croc that had kind of been in the water and, you know, kind of call, pulling kind of individuals under the water. Um, and that kind of reminds her that, you know, given the, the sheer numbers of people that were there, uh, they were easily able to kind of overtake uh, this animal and, you know, kind of use kind of all of it for food and, you know, various needs. And so she has this, you know, kind of scale from it. Um, and so she sort of uses that kind of in conjunction with her beliefs. And so you sort of see her kind of doing this, um, kind of rubbing with it and then sort of, you know, kind of doing this kind of patterned kind of touching um, kind of around Sobek's head and kind of shoulders and you know, doing some rubbing. And you just kind of see this kind of pattern that she's following. Nice. And you see the, the granite slow. It's still progressing, but it's slowing. And you hear the hiss of rage from behind you as you are taking prey away from Sefeno. What would the rest of you like to do? Good, and so back, you could still, you can act in this round. You just have to give me a point of doom to act. Uh, can I shoot at her, but uh, like look at her tail and then just kind of like aim up? Yeah, so effectively it's going to increase the difficulty of the shot. It becomes a difficulty three. Um, okay. So you're basically averting your gaze and trying to aim by feel. So that's that's the effect of the blind condition. You guys will actually take the mental damage from being blinded, just the difficulty increase. Okay. So I am going to... But you've got fortune. You've got three momentum. You've, I've, you can give me doom. And you know, I mean, she's still vomiting these snakes up, and it's racking her body. She suffered badly from that sorceress attack. I mean, her her jaw almost broke and distended from these snakes coming out. You can see the her throat is bulging. You know, in fact, that if she was a living person, it probably would have killed her. Uh, five successes. Well, that's fantastic. So um, you only needed three, so you've got two additional points of momentum. Um, you can use those for damage or anything you'd like. Uh, as the arrow sinks into her flesh. And then I just want to refresh. I'm using my quick release ability or talent. Um, mm -hmm. So when using ranged weapon with a volley quality, I can spend my minor action to increase my rate of attack, allowing me to spend two loads. So I gain a bonus D20 plus one CD damage per load spent. Fantastic. So if you spent two loads, you get a two bonus damage dice. So two for that. Um, Mel, can I have a uh, two audience? Do we have enough for that? Yes, we have uh, plenty. Cool. Uh, 12 Ooh. damage. Holy yeah. Wow. That's... And then I would like to use, uh, if I can. By easily bypassed all of her armor, so that's, that's nice. Yeah, can I use my accurate skill to re-roll a number of damage? You absolutely can. Four? 
I just have to accept it. Mm -hmm. uh, and just roll d6s. So what, which, are you just going to re-roll re -roll the blank die, or? You should be able to click uh, on the blank die, yeah. Ashley. It, oh, like, okay. On the actual screen, I'll let you do it, yeah. Got it, got it. And just click on it, and then it should pop something up, or? Yeah, you should you... be able to hit re-roll. Oh, yeah, and there right should be re-roll. Re there you go. Nice. So you did a total of 13 points of damage. Um, you bypassed your armor with a piercing quality. Ah, good God almighty. Um, okay. Uh, so she staggers as this arrow strikes her right between in the breastbone. And you hear her sternum crack and her ribs fracture as you cave in her chest. Uh 13, zero, so three more ones. She is wavering now. I mean, almost on her deathbed. She slopes over. She puts one arm down. She drops her bow. She's somehow still animate, but you can't understand how as this black, thick ichor just starts pouring out of her chest and out of her throat along with these snakes. Her hissing has gone down to the most quiet of whisper. Who would like to act? Did uh, did any of the lore tests give us any idea of any ways to kill this creature other than the gaze? How is she still leaving? So I think Zamir you, will you, be looking for direction. Yeah, you think, uh, you think that, I mean, you think that she's just relatively tough and now in in game terms she's like a she's like a player character she has a, a five wound threshold so she's down to zero vigor at the moment low behind the screen and she's taken four wounds so she takes one more wound she's out of the game uh okay uh zamir will throw a dagger uh, he will pull it out uh, he will also i'm going to burn three momentum to tap into my uh, make my own luck ability. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, no, I'm going to just use my last fortune point for that. I can save that for later if needed. To get and, a fortune uh, point. So it's difficulty three uh, mm -hmm. to hit her at the moment. Okay. Uh, if I'm averting my eyes. Yes, right? if you're averting your eyes. Okay. I am going to be bold and not divert my eyes. No. Okay. Very, no. very close. In, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> If we kill her, it goes away. Right. Well, I don't. We oh, don't well, know that. Hopefully, we don't. Yeah. I mean, they right. don't know. Death ray eye. <laughs> 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 Look at you one final time. All right. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna do my fortune point uh, to. Yeah, to throw a dagger. So that's the first thing. Or excuse me, to take the exploit action. Mm -hmm. So I'm getting, I'm getting like an extra action, basically. Right. Uh, with my, my last fortune point. Then I'm going to uh, use my normal action to attack. Uh, I am going to, at that point, tap into my make your own luck ability, which allows me to essentially spend three momentum to get the benefits of a fortune point, which means I will have an automatic uh, success on this is sort of where I'm at. And I will spend one last bit of momentum as well. So, let me put that up. Momentum. Oh wait, sorry, gotta put that back up. So I just use all of that. 
Uh, and it's a difficulty three, right? Difficulty three, yes. Well, here it goes. I have two already. So let's see. Uh, it is five successes. Uh, there we go. All right. So I will go ahead and convert those into damage dice, uh, I think. So this is going to have intense and vicious as well. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, or I'm going to convert this into momentum. Sorry, I'm going to spend the mm -hmm. momentum to convert that to my damage. Uh, and then I'll go ahead and take an audience dice too, just to be safe in case I roll absolute crap. Because sure. uh, that has been the theme. Uh, all right, seven physical damage. Oh, jeez. Um, do I have that reroll ability thing too? Now remember, you can spend you can spend uh, momentum to reroll damage dice. One momentum, and you can reroll as many damage dice as you want. Yep. Yeah, I have something else too. I'm trying oh. to remember the name of it. Um, So I have an ability that lets me effectively like take turn take everything to effects. Turn everything to effects. I'm just trying to see if I have to do that afterwards. Um, yeah, when rolling damage, I can spend two points of momentum in order to count every pool in the dice as an effect instead of what actually was rolled. So I'll go ahead and just do that. Okay. Uh, so then that means it's just going to be straight effects across the board. So it's mm -hmm. ten points of damage with since there is since it's all vicious. Yeah, ten points and of damage, intense. And it was, you also got piercing, right? On that, since you did the uh, setup exploit action first. I don't does I don't think exploit gives piercing. I think it gives yeah piercing two quality. It does give piercing. Okay, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Okay, so you bypass your armor. The blade strikes true. Tell me what this looks like when you kill Sithino, the undead Gorgon. Uh, so she is she is leaning over. She's still kind of vomiting, recovering from what really is. Uh, Rally's dagger. Uh, I will once more, kind of just with a flourish, produce it from behind my my hair, and I will look at all the rest of them. And I mean, like fortune has not been with me this day, but perhaps now. And he will throw, and he's basically aiming essentially for the top of her head, since she's leaning mm -hmm. down and trying to bury the, the the dagger like right into the the hardest part of her head, uh, and and like through the the you know the various vipers and things as well. That's exactly what happens. The dagger comes in, actually strikes one of the vipers and pins it to her skull as the blade drives deep. She lurches up, fully extent for a second, and then you just see the snakes turn to stone. And she falls over, and she's her, her the lower half of her body is whipping around, and her arms are scratching, but it's clear that there's no guiding force behind it. This is muscle memory. This is the beast within her trying to survive, although she is dead. Roya, at that moment, at the moment that her hair, her snake hair turns to stone, all of the granite that was turning sto uh, was infecting Sobek is pulled by your uh shaman healing and and it races actually into your fingertips and all 10 of your fingers turn to stone but flexible stone and you feel a burning in your right palm and as you look down you see a skull-like scar framed with wriggling snakes you instinctively know 
that if anyone was to gaze at the palm of your hand, they would likely be stunned by the sight of it. So you might want to cover that hand with a glove going forward. I'll write this up on your character sheet later, but effectively, if you choose to parry an attack with your stone hands, uh, which will they, they now have the parry ability, uh, if you successfully parry, the individual you successfully parried takes the stunned condition for the number of successes you got on your parry check. So Royak sort of goes from the relief of seeing that Sobek is feeling better and thinks that her healing was successful in that to horror at her fingers suddenly kind of changing to stone. And then you just sort of see her look kind of turn her head a little bit and you just see sort of like a wry grin as she looks at it. Kind of like folds her hands over and just kind of like looks around a little bit and it's like, Samir, it does appear that our luck has changed some. Until we see the coast or the edge of the swamp, I shall not uh, presume as much. We still have a long way to travel, I fear. Uh, this is uh, quite true. But I have a good, I have a good feeling. And as she kind of rips something kind of off kind of one of her robes and kind of wraps her hand a bit, she'll turn to Sobek. You are better. I am fine. Still wounded, My spell was but... lethal. She would have been dead in moments. And you see the black Icarus blood pumping out of her body still, but slowing, slowing as her body slowly stops moving. What would you like to do? I will go up and uh, scoop up the blood and with both my palms and just start drinking. <laughs> so you eat so bad drop to his knees and take gulps of this black ichor. It's staining his face and his hands. Sobek, as it courses down through your you feel an ache in your heart, um, almost as if it's trying to stop, but then it continues to beat, continues to beat, continues to beat. And you feel a new hunger at the back of your throat, clawing at you. But your wounds are healed, and your vigor is restored to its normal total. However, deep down in the recesses of your mind, you now know that the only way you can ever truly be healed of wounds moving forward is by drinking living blood you have the blood drinker requirement now and I'll, I'll write that up on your character sheet too you don't have to share that with anybody but you understand now that the only way you're going to get sustenance true healing is from the blood of others i get wounded a lot so i'm sure that'll come up <laughs> it may come up it may come up but at the moment you all see you guys as 
as Sobek stands up and he's dripping with this black ichor, he's standing straighter and looking stronger. And the wounds that he was suffering from seem to fall away from him. As you're standing over her body, though, you also see next to that mirror is a statue of a man in ancient armor with a great horsehair helm uh, floating above it. And laid across his forearms as if they were out in prayer is a harpe, a classic uh, sickle sword uh, that does not appear to have been touched by time at all. If anything, as you all approach it, you would say, and Sir Drusus Jordan looks at it and goes, that is, a, that is a blade of Atlantis. Do we give it to Drusus? All right. What would you do? You're, you're standing in front of the mirror now. There's nothing really else in this room. Her body is, is, as the blood stopped flowing, her body itself started to petrify first turning to stone and then crumb crumbling to soil as you stand there above it. Um, did she have a bow? Is it worth grabbing or no? The bow also was destroyed uh, okay. when she fell. Um, Aurelia will just take some of the soil that she turns into and she'll mm -hmm. pocket it. And she just kind of will momentarily wish her rest now that she's off this mortal realm. Uh, right. And then have us inspect this mirror and see what we need to do with it. Uh, you can give me a... Anybody can give me a sorcery check on it or an observation check or a lore check. I can do sorcery. I'll try observation. I'll contribute to the party by not doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Sobek and Aurelia, you're both, you're looking at this mirror and you realize it is very simply a portal. And it was probably placed here to torture Sathino because only the living may pass through the mirror. The unliving, the undying, or the undead cannot. All right, then uh, I think we should all go through this mirror. We push Drusus through first. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and he walks through the mirror and he pops out on the, and, and you see him move through the mirror and then he's in the swamp on the other side. And he turns to look back and you see he looks terrified for a moment and confused because he obviously is looking at the swamp and not seeing you in this cave. So based on the expression on his face, you would assume that this is a one-way portal. So if you go once you go through it, you're not coming back. Aurelia is, there, is next. Is there anything else in this room worth looking at before we leave? I mean, there's once again, there's the script uh, all around the walls and in that ancient language that so far you've been completely unable to uh, decipher. Uh, but other than that. And the pillars have some interesting pieces of art on it, but there's nothing of value, nothing portable uh, in here. Sobek didn't get his coffee today. That, that's all it is. I, that uh, spell and he'll go through was, the portal. That spell hit pretty hard. So Sobek, you walk through the portal. You also realize that you're, uh, you know, on the other side of a one-way portal. So middle of the party feels like a good time to 
push her through. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So does everybody go through the portal? Yeah. You find yourselves on the other side of the portal. Um, It's going towards evening. You don't actually think you spent that much time in the catacombs uh, or in that temple. I mean, you think it should be no more than noon. But it's, it's early evening, so perhaps the portal, as you pass through it, did took longer than you would expect. But when you look up, give me an observation check so you can orient yourself on where you are in the swamp. You see where the moon path is pointing. Ooh, ooh, me? Anybody who wants to. This isn't this isn't your this isn't your hourly check. This is just I a normal to you, Aurelia. It has been that creation is Aurelia. This is just a normal difficulty one observation check to figure out mm. where you're at. But we can also roll complications. Or you could roll a survival check. Either one. Yes. But uh, I'll roll it if you want. I'll roll survival if that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. You're just trying to orient yourself. Four successes. All Thing right. Ashley, one and two in your rolls. So you're looking around and you realize that you recognize where you're at. And in fact, you realize that just on the other side of a slow bend around from where you're pointing is the pier where you would summon Hebei Wuchong. Apparently, that mirror has taken you halfway across the swamp and a mere minute or two away from exiting the swamp. Hours, almost a day ahead of, of, of the limit of time. So although you've suffered greatly and fought your way through some true horrors of the swamp uh, by dealing with Sathino, the undying, undead Gorgon, uh, you were able to cut so much time off that as you walk out of the swamp and up onto the dock, the glowing cricket disappears into moonlight itself leaving you with an empty cage. And at that moment, as the merchant's daughter puts her feet on the dock, she awakens. That's where we're going to stop for tonight. Uh, You guys survived the Swamp of the Dead, although you were trying to kill yourselves with complications (laughs) for the first half of the night. Oh, my gosh. Uh, well God, done. You took it so easy on us. Oh my God, we had fifty <laughs> complications. It felt like oh, it was. It was so rough. It was rough. Many. But uh, and you in guys the 20s? did with 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 a couple of your hourly rolls. You did actually manage to almost immediately find the two most difficult encounters that I had in the swamp. <laughs> the the filth white. Of course, we did coming yeah. from underwater and Sathino, the undead gorgon. Uh, were the two most difficult encounters. Now, the one, obviously, Sathino was the easiest way to get out of the swamp, but also the easiest way to get killed. If if she if you had not caught her unaware, sneaking up was key to surviving that. So, and, and, that and you guys clutch one success roll on like five dice. <laughs> hey, right? you got With all like, of us. You know, it's all that matters. I couldn't roll to save my life today. <laughs> all that matters. Hey, you guys all made the rolls when it really mattered. When you needed to take Sathino out, you made the rolls. I mean, and Roya keeping he, Sobek from petrifying and suffocating in his own stony carapace. But 
That's good times. So that I feel like this is the adventures to, of Sobek nearly right? dying. <laughs> and him now having to only heal through drinking the blood of the living. Like this blood is of the living. an interesting yeah. uh, person to travel with. You know, the sorcery in Conan is always a little uh it's always a little evil. And uh I like <laughs> the fact that we're leaning into that. So and Stephen will. Oh, well, he's gonna bite one of us one night while we're sleeping. I know. Oh, it. sure. I he would almost... never. <laughs> <laughs> he's just leaning uh, over boy. He'll use the, the use the gaze of set on you to convince you that it was your idea. If you ask for it, that's different. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> my own gaze back from my hand now. That's so, good. Yeah, point. sure. So far, that takes you. So uh, in two weeks, we'll uh, we'll make our way back into the city of Pykang. Uh, we'll we'll. Turn the merchant's daughter over. You guys will get paid, and you'll get the the uh, ancestral bow handed off to you. And then you can decide: Are you going to try to save a village? Are you going to head to uh, head up to a monastery and deliver some swords, or or what? So, uh, with that, I want to thank everybody who's watching us live. Everybody who's watching us later on YouTube. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed watching all those complications. Jeff, I'm going to turn it back over to you. Lead us out. All right. So tomorrow, uh, you can see all of us again, everyone here, uh, and our uh, our friend Evan, who if you watch any of our Thursday night games, uh, Aaron and I have been playing with Evan for a while now, Octane Cthulhu and various other games as well. Uh, he's going to join us. He's going to take long seat as we are going to be playing for a couple weeks. Uh, we're going to be playing some Twilight Imperium or Embers of the Imperium. Imperium is what it's called. It's a Genesis system recently came out in the last two months or so. The setting book came out. So we're going to be doing that for about three weeks while Long's out of the country. Uh, so One Ring is on like a three-week break. Uh, then on Monday, we are going to be back to Holler for Savage Worlds. Uh, you can catch Hello. Melissa and I in that game. Uh, and then Steven, what's going on on Tuesday? Yeah, Tuesday, uh, last session, uh, when we played Forbidden Lands, I threw two of the most powerful creatures I could at you, uh, and you easily destroyed both of them. However, I was able to sink your boat, sort of, so next Tuesday we'll be having uh, the sinking of the Titanic episode. Should be fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think we've 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 done the, like, there, we gotta find, like, the floating table so that yeah, there will be a door somewhere. So Gunk sinks. can hold on to Bacho's hands. Yeah. Yeah, the, well, uh, gunk, the, gunk a door that, that miraculously will <laughs> yeah. only support the weight of one <laughs> person. I mean, that's yeah. physics. Very small. We all believe that, right? <laughs> I think I think Bacho could fit on the same door so as Gunk. I'm pretty sure. Just for the drama, and then he swims we'll back up yeah. and gets off. Yep. Bacho's like, oh, forget that. That's cold. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Wilford definitely doesn't make it, though. It's no, ice, Wolford's frigid water. Like, that's what it is. So that's the other thing. Do we oh, drown or do we freeze to death? What? You know, 50-50. <laughs> uh, and then uh, next Friday, we're going to be playing some Black Sword Hack uh, as we just finished up Blade Runner last week. Uh, so while Long is away, we're just going to do a one-shot before we start up some Delta Green later this month. So next Friday, we're going to be doing some Black Sword Hack. Uh, and uh, and in two weeks, we'll be back from our Conan. So that's where we're at. Yep. Uh, so thank you to everyone who hung out tonight. Thank you to all of you who threw out some bits and some subs and all that good stuff. Uh, and uh, we're going to go ahead and raid our friends over at Defenders of Cobalt who are playing Universe Ball Anthology. So it is as as weird as you would expect for a game from the Defenders. Uh, so click on that raid and uh, we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Good night.